Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're going to be ranking the value resorts at Walt Disney World. Uh, but before we get into that, kind of review some Disney news. One piece of Disney news revolves around the Skyliner, which I'm uh, kind of amazed by is that Disney announced this past week that the Skyliner has already transported its one millionth guest. Whoa. Which I think is pretty amazing because the Skyliner just opened a month ago and it was down for a week because of it had the, that accident. At least a week it was down, but it still has already transported a million people. Wow. So I think it, it's the uh, it being closed, I don't think has stopped people from riding it. It, it seems to be pretty busy. I think I figured out because if there's roughly six to 10 people per car, that's around 170,000 um, cars that have kind of gone through in the past month, which that's I, incredible. Yeah, which I think if you think about it that way, it does make a little bit more sense. But when you first hear a million guests have already been transported, that that's pretty phenomenal. It, it's unreal, though. Like you think about it, it's it's been open for so like little time and one million guests already. Right. And so that also makes you... Speaks to how many people go to Disney. Too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It makes you think about, I wonder how many people ride the buses or the monorail every month then. If the Skyliner, which is a limited form of transportation, is getting a million people on it already, that they probably do tens of millions of people you know, on the buses and everything like that. It's, it's, it's yeah. pretty phenomenal. So uh, It was also announced this week that uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the former showrunners of Game of Thrones, are backing out of their planned Star Wars trilogy Ooh. that was coming up. So they were gonna their trilogy was supposed to start in 2022, I believe, and it was gonna alternate years with Avatar. So they are out now, and I think a lot of people are happy about this because a lot of people didn't <laughs> care for how Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones ended. ended. Um, I mean, not to kind of, you know, pile on them or, or anything, but I do think the later seasons of Game of Thrones, when they didn't have George R. R. Martin's source material, were kind of lacking. So I'm not extremely disappointed that they're not going to be doing the Star Wars movies. Now, they signed a deal with Netflix recently. And so, you know, they said with their commitments to Netflix, they didn't have time to do this. I think there's also some reports that they didn't want that pressure from the Star Wars fandom. Oh, I'm sure. Similar to how they had Game have of Thrones. With, with right. a huge fandom and a lot of disappointment from that fandom. So I'm sure that that's something that's really intimidating to them now. Definitely. It got me thinking about who would be a good director for this next trilogy because I think they're still planning to do a trilogy, but you know that's probably somewhat in doubt now. Got it. The Russo brothers. So that's what I was going to say. So, you know, it's interesting because you have Kevin Feige coming over to produce. I don't know if he was planning to produce these movies or not. But, yeah, so I, I made a list. The Russo brothers were on my list. That's good ones. It's a lot of Marvel people. I think Taika Waititi, I think he would have an interesting take on. Now maybe oh, yeah. Maybe not a whole trilogy, but having uh, him direct one. I think He might be a little too goofy for that, but, I mean, he is. I don't know. I think he did really good with Thor, and that's no, kind of a did. cosmic thing. No, I, I completely agree. I'm just saying, like, for the fit, I'm not sure that it's something that it's something that they would want to go for. But, I mean, I would love to see some Star Wars movies with Taika Waititi. I think they would appeal to me a lot more. Yeah, I think John Favreau would be another good one. So, again, this is kind of the marvelous. But he's doing The Mandalorian, which is going to be 
uh, coming out here on Disney Plus in a couple weeks. And apparently the first episode has some sort of major revelation for Star Wars canon because they're not even screening the first episode for media ahead of time because they don't want to kind of ruin the surprise. but So he has some connection to Star Wars. I think he would be good. Now, I think this this is a non-Marvel person, but I think he could do a great job on uh, one movie or a trilogy, but Christopher Nolan. I think Christopher <laughs> Nolan's take on Star Wars would be really good because he could provide that change of pace and that realism and a completely different take on a Star Wars story that would help people kind of be a palate cleanser from the Skywalker series because this is this planned trilogy is not going to be a continuation of the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Now maybe it turns into that now because if you know they lost their their uh you know, Benioff and Weiss, the creators of this series, maybe they just say, hey, let's just keep on making movies with Ray and everyone. But I think you could have Christopher Nolan, he could do a Knights of the Old Republic, he could do something about the Galactic Empire, and I think it would be a really uh, great movie. I feel like that's too mainstream for Christopher Nolan. I think he like he seems to like to really create. His, he did or Batman. Not, he did do Batman. I guess I was gonna say he seems to kind of like to play in his own little universes. And he there did has do been, Batman. Though. I would say there has I, been talk of Christopher Nolan doing potentially a Star Trek movie or a James nah. Bond movie. So I mean, he so I think he is would do a mainstream movie to your point. But I I think having him do a Star Wars movie would be really great take. I I have I have one more. And again, I think that the people from the superhero universe, I really think that Star Wars can borrow from from those directors. Patty Jenkins would also be a fantastic director for this because she kind of, um, you know, what she did for Wonder Woman and how she made that movie so epic and how it was just cinematically beautiful. The scenes were gorgeous. Um, it has a little bit of that grittiness that Star Wars has. Uh, I think it would be a really good fit there. So I think Patty Jenkins is also a, a dark horse for this. I've named so many of the Marvel directors and, you know, you named Patty Jenkins because, I mean, those are like the biggest movies out right now. And you know those directors. I think a lot of these other, you know, rightly or wrongly so, these other movies that aren't as commercially successful, you really don't know those directors' names as well. But yeah, I think I think there's some interesting lists. So it, it will be very interesting to see what happens. Ryan Johnson is supposed supposed to be working on a trilogy of his own. I don't know if his trilogy gets moved up, if he's still working on it. But yeah, it's really interesting to see because there's been a lot of conflict and directors leaving Star Wars projects recently. Yeah. I mean, the, the Han Solo movie lost their directors partway through. And it showed. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker was originally going to be. I feel so bad. We probably have lo- like listeners out there that really feel passionately about the Han Solo movie. And I just crap all over it so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you really enjoyed that movie, that is good and fine for you. I've, I I did not, but it's okay. Like I am not the end all be all. Right. So, And then the, the Rise of Skywalker was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow, who did the Jurassic World movies, but then he left the project before filming even started and it went back to J.J. Abrams. So they've had a lot of conflict um, across these movies. And now Marvel's had a little bit of that on a few movies, but nothing to this extent. So anytime you hear this, that directors are leaving, you kind of wonder really what's going on over there. Um, Because they haven't really been able to, to your point with the solo movie and everything, they haven't really been able to expand the universe past the main saga at this point. So hopefully the Mandalorian does well and allows them to expand that out a little bit more. It looks pretty epic. I I have a, I have a guess that that it will do well. I I think that will do well. 
So also the Little Mermaid Live is going to be, that's tomorrow. So we'll have to kind of we'll talk about that next week. It looks interesting. It's going to be a mix of animation and and the live performer singing. And it looks like they're going to be using some of the, the stunt work similar to what they have in Japan. Tokyo. Yeah, Disney Sea. And what was it? Trident's concert Trident's or something? Trident's concert show, right, with, with Ariel kind of flying around. So... Uh, and then one last thing before we jump into our main topic, I want to give a shout out to Becky who blogs over at DisneyInYourDay.com. She gave us a shout out on Facebook. She's she's a <laughs> listener and kind of gave a shout out to her group over there on Facebook. So just wanted to thank her for that. Thanks, and, Becky. Yeah. And if you're looking for a, a good Disney blog, like I said, DisneyInYourDay.com. She just went on a Disney Alaskan cruise. No way. And, and kind of <laughs> blogged about that. And it, it looks really great. Oh my gosh. And she posted a picture of a Groot cappuccino because they do the cappuccino please designs. describe my face to the listeners right now shock, because shock yeah. and amazement so but it is it is pretty impressive that someone can do this I, i've seen the pixar they they post on their instagram very often from their cafe of pixar design cappuccinos but she had one on, on this cruise that it was Groot, little baby Groot, and it was amazing. So I think it's worth heading over to her site. Absolutely. I want to go read picture. and check out because we've never been, we haven't been on a cruise together ever. I've been on a cruise and you haven't, but I think a Disney cruise would be amazing. And to Alaska of all places. Yeah, yeah, oh it, my looked, God. It looked pretty fun. Yeah, it would be incredible. Moving on to our main topic this week. Like I said, we're going to be discussing the value resorts at Walt Disney World. And we've stayed at all of these resorts except for the campsites at Disney Fort Wilderness Resort. And that's because we've never done a camp and we don't have an RV or anything. When we go down to Florida, we're staying <laughs> in a hotel. So that's the only one we haven't stayed at. But I think you know the, the value ones are the kind of cheapest priced ones. I think they're the most most reasonable price. Let's not say cheapest. Yeah, I was going to say they're still upwards of like $200. But, but they're, the, they're the most reasonable priced ones. And they have the most room. So I think a lot of people, the majority of the people going are probably staying or have stayed at one of these resorts. And so I thought it would be good to kind of talk about our experiences with them, the pros, the cons, and maybe talk about, you know, which ones we think are best from like the best food, best theming, best overall value, kind of the rankings that way. So for any of those of you that don't know, the value resorts at Walt Disney World include all the all-star resorts. So that's all-star movies, all-star music, all-star sports, the art of animation, Pop Century, which are uh, right across Hourglass Lake from each other. And then, like I mentioned, the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, they're, they're the value, but they can still range anywhere up to $200 plus a night. The suites at the Art of Animation can run three, four hundred dollars a night, but they accommodate more. They people. accommodate like six people, so yeah. it, it kind of makes it worth it. But I mean, you can get some of these rooms as low as a hundred dollars a night. The campsites can be sixty to eighty dollars a night as well. You know, a couple highlights with them. Like I said, the campsites are for if you have a tent or an RV. So it's really there's no rooms or anything with them, and that's why it is cheap. You're, you're so it allows you to stay on Disney property in your like pretty much on your own terms. Correct. So you're not using any of their. I mean, I'm sure they have some amenities there for you, but you're not staying in a room that they prepare. Yeah, and that's why and that's why it's inexpensive because you're paying just for like other campsites. You're paying just for the site, you know, the hookup for water or electricity, you know, type thing. You're not getting cleaning or, or you know linen service or anything like that so that, that's why you can get that so if you do have an rv you do like camping like i said i mean 60 80 dollars a night 
That's not bad. Yeah, it's reasonable. And they have a lot of uh, really cool activities there. So it's also pet friendly, kind of obviously. But you can do horseback riding, archery, canoeing if you stay at the campsite. So they have a lot of really interesting stuff that you do not have at any of the other hotels. Question. How much would it cost for us to go to Florida and purchase a tent? Oh, I thought you were going to say how much would it cost to rent an RV? To buy oh, an RV and go that's down. A, I like that suggestion way better. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the ground in a sleeping bag. <laughs> I need to glamp a little bit. So so we're going to rent an RV, drive it halfway across the country. No, no, no. So not just, here. Oh, you you so find an fly, RV. We're going to fly down, yes. rent an RV, just so that you can go horseback riding or do some archery. It would be that, a lot. It would be a lot cheaper just to do that here. Yeah, and then also probably by the time you rent the RV, it would be just as expensive to stay in the other rooms. All right, yeah. maybe that idea is not as uh, as you, fruitful as I thought it would but be. But if you already have an RV or you have a tent or something like that, <laughs> this makes a lot more sense. So yeah, I had to think that one through a little bit more. Yeah. But I I think it would be really neat to stay here one time just because of those activities that you can do there. Yeah. You know, with, with the different stuff. So um, so kind of moving on, we'll start with the the all-star resorts. Now, there are three of them. Like I said, there's movies, music, and sports, but they are they're all together and they're essentially the same resort. That's kind of why they call them the all-star resorts. They're they're the same, you know, room types, layout, amenities. They have separate food courts, separate pools and things, but they're essentially the same. They're just themed differently. So one's themed to movies, one's themed to music, one's themed to sports. Right. And, and so they, they have a, li- a few. Um, you stayed a, in a, which ones? I know we stayed at sports. I think I've stayed at all of the All-Stars. Oh, nice. I think I've stayed at all of these, but the campsites. I can't remember. There may have been there may have been one of the All-Star resorts I haven't stayed at. But again, they're they're all pretty yeah, they're, similar. Yeah, they're, they're pretty similar. I mean, if you stay at an All-Star resort... One of the, I mean, I, I know I'm probably jumping ahead, but one of the disadvantages I think of staying at the all-star resorts is there are a lot of people who stay there and the buses fill up really quickly, but, um, and they go to all three of the resorts. It's not like there's a bus that goes to all-star sports and a bus that goes to all-star music. They all, it, the buses stop at all three. So your bus time is significantly increased. I think whenever you stay at those, but you get to see all three too, is what yeah. I was trying to get at. Yeah. And I was going to say, you're right. There's a lot of people there. And that is one of the, it's a pro and a con because the con is there's a lot of people there. So the buses fill up quickly, but the pro is more buses, a lot more buses yeah. come through there. So if you're at Art of Animation or Pop Century, sometimes it takes 15 or 20 minutes for another bus to come through just because there's less volume of people. But because at the All-Stars, the buses are servicing three hotels with a lot of rooms there's a lot of buses coming through there. I mean, very frequently they'll be loading a bus and another bus is behind it right. to take more people. So, and and you're right that they stop at all three resorts. And I don't remember. Um, I should not be allowed to host this podcast anymore because I don't know this. But I don't remember the order of the, of the bus stops of Ooh. the resorts because if you stay at the first one, you're pretty much guaranteed a spot on the bus because it's not that full but then if you're if you stay at the one that stops at the at the last one then that's when you're going to maybe have to wait for multiple buses and i can't remember the order i want to say that sports is first 
but I'm not sure about that. So, but if you kind of look that up of what order they stop in, if you stay at the one that's the first bus stop, you're more likely to get a bus. But there are a, a few differences between the resorts. So the All-Star Music Resort uh, has some family suites now as well, similar to Art of Animation. So if you have a larger group, uh, you can stay there as well. So the, the pickup the pickup and drop-off drop order is usually All-Star Sports, okay, so then All-Star right Star Music, and then All-Star Movies. And this is this is on Disney Parks Mom's panel. So some a, a listener on there said that. So, um, okay. yeah. So I was right. So I can keep hosting the podcast. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Excellent. That's just a really good guess on my part. And then, so also some of the other differences, the All-Star Movies Resort has the movies under the stars where they play... Uh, they set up a projector and play movies out by the pool, and they actually have a Fantasia-themed pool, which is kind of the more interesting of the theme pools. The other ones are just you know music and sports, which really isn't necessarily as Disney-themed. Yeah. Uh, whereas the movies is, is much more uh, Disney-themed out of the three resorts. Yeah, yeah, so I would say if you're going to stay at one of them, probably sports is your best option because the bus stops there first. And yeah. so you're, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed to get a spot. You're but you're to wait on a, the bus a long time. At least time, you're sitting though. down or something. You, you, at least yeah. you're, I, I would rather, I think, be on the bus and take a little bit longer. In the, in the Florida heat. Well, yeah, because it's air conditioned. Then, yep. w- then waiting for two or three buses if you're at like movies, which I think was the last one. Yeah. So. So, so those are those three. Uh, moving on to the Art of Animation and Pop Century. These are the, the newer... Uh, two of the resorts. Art of Animation is actually the newest of the group. So we'll start with Pop Century. So Pop Century uh, is actually half of what Art of Animation was supposed to be the other half of the other Pop Century. So Pop Century covers 1950s to the 1990s. And so each of the buildings is themed to a different decade. So they have mm-hmm. giant yo-yos out and, yeah. and kind um, of flower- disco dancing, yeah, disco dancing and, yeah, and everything stuff like that. So the theming in all of these hotels, again, is really, really fun. Pop Century, I think, is you know good for your, your history buffs, the people who are really interested in, in that particular segment of, um, you know, like what happened in the different decades. So, um, and I think this is the one that just over did the, the big renovation as well, right? Yeah, they've just gone through. And the, the new rooms, this is where we stayed last time we went down. And the new rooms are really nice. And kind of to your point around the theming, it is fun theming, but it is it's more minimal than some of the the moderate or deluxe resorts. Yes. And walking to your rooms is all outside, whereas in some of the other resorts, like if you're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, once you're in the lobby, you're kind of in the hotel, and it's more like a traditional hotel where you take an elevator, and all the hallways are indoors. Whereas here. <laughs> at these resorts you have a lobby and then you're kind of walking outside to get to one of four or five buildings to get to your room what, what, what we're missing about animal kingdom lodge though is if you do have to go outside to get to your room you might just have to walk through a giant zoo yeah you yeah, might see a giraffe <laughs> outside there or something like that but i was just just trying to you know kind of denote what makes a value versus a moderate you know so those are some of the things where there's more Less attention and detail. Yeah, and and there's more kind of outdoor and walking from building to building at these value resorts because so many people stay there versus you know the moderate or deluxe where where things are more contained. So, Uh, but you're right. But they have they have the newer rooms there. They also have the Skyliner there now, Mm -hmm. which is a really good value because Pop Century and Art of Animation are the only two that have 
only two value resorts that have the Skyliner transportation. So right. like how, you know, the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian and the Contemporary, which are all moderate deluxe resorts, have the monorail mm. and they're so close to the Magic Kingdom, which is, you know, an added benefit there. It's a really nice added benefit that these two have the Skyliner because right. then you don't, that's another reason you don't have to wait for the bus. Mm-hmm. And also, I think we've talked about this before, because they're so close together, you can take the bus for either of them. So if you're waiting at the park and you're trying to get back to your hotel and you're staying at Pop Century and the bus is taking forever and an art of animation bus comes in, you can hop on that one. Yeah. And as long as you don't mind a little bit of a walk. Yeah, it's maybe it's, a five to ten minute walk to go across the lake. Right. It's, it's really not that bad. Right. Yeah. It's super. It's really, really nice. And it's not. It's an easy walk. It's Florida. So it's all flat. So it's not. It's it's really convenient that you can take either. And they come, pr- I mean, pretty often. Not as often as the All-Stars, like you said. But Right. Yeah. And then so on, on the other side of the lake is Art of Animation. And like we said, originally this was supposed to be the other kind of 50 years of pop century. So this was supposed to be the 1900s to 1940s, 50s mm-hmm. um, to kind of to you know kind of balance out the decade and then uh, there was a slowdown in the economy so it never got built. Then they decided to build Art of Animation. So this yeah, I was is to say well, do you know why they trashed that idea? Well or? just it, it happened they were going to build it around like the early 2000s and so with 9/11 and then just the uh, economic kind of downturn, tourism dropped and so there there wasn't really the need for a new hotel. And so it kind of just sat for a while. The early 1900s, now that you think about it, are, with the ex- exception of like the 20s, are pretty bleak. <laughs> yeah. So so this is uh, the 30s uh, wing. This is all about the Great Depression. <laughs> like, right. So then they ended up turning around to be Art of Animation, which I think is a really fun resort. It has the largest pool, so the blue pool there with the underwater music. That's the lo- yes. largest pool on property. And it's interesting because you have to stay in Art of Animation in order to be able to use this. Whereas a lot of the other pools, you can just go over and use as long as you're staying at any of the hotels. But you actually have to have a room key to uh, to get into this one. It's This one's also pet friendly. And they have... Uh, uh, suites there as well so they they have regular rooms that's the little mermaid area but then they have suites centered around the lion king cars yes. and finding nemo i've wanted to stay in those groups. lion king ones for so long but we don't have enough people to go and stay in them to just yeah we need the to cost. get a, yeah we need to get a group together yeah but i mean even if you're not staying there you can walk around outside of where the Lion King area is and they have cute little um, factoids about how like Jeremy Irons was sick when couldn't sing part of Be Prepared so uh, Jim Cummings uh, stepped in and and sang some of it for him. Right. Yeah, I would say this one and this is kind of jumping into some of the rankings. I think this one has the best theming around it because outside all the buildings they have kind of over... I want to say life size, but they're bigger than life size sculptures of the different movies. So the Lion King one has Timon and Pumbaa and Simba kind of walking across the log. It has an elephant graveyard area. Uh, the Little Mermaid has Ariel and Trident, and then uh, Cars. They built like a Cars Land and Nemo. They have Nemo. So I think this is the best theme from walking around the resort. Also to the rooms as well. I mean, you mentioned the the different suites are very nice. 
And then even the the Little Mermaid rooms are really well done. So I think this one is the best themed resort. It makes sense because it, it's the newest one versus some of the other ones, like you said. I mean, Pop Century, well, it's not really... But Pop Century, they just really, did an update. It's just... But the theming, it's not really Disney themed. Like outside right. the hotel, it's just, you know, they have a giant yo-yo. Right. Or they have a disco dancer. So it's... Right. And I, I would definitely say that this is my favorite of all the resorts that I've stayed at just for this very reason is it feels very quintessentially Disney. And if you're going to Disney park to feel like you're in a Disney, like Disney, then that's where you want to stay because it, it you're surrounded and um, completely enveloped in the movies and the culture of Disney there. So I, I, that is my, by far my favorite. That would be my top choice. And that's where we stay most of the time. Right. So yeah, I think that one has has the best theme. I think the other ones, their their theming is kind of similar. Like you said, Pop Century, the rooms are, are really nice because they've been updated. So that would probably be my next one. And then after that, it would be the All-Star Resorts. Probably movies first, just from a theming perspective. Because again, it's more, it's Disney movie themed, 101 Dalmatians versus just generic sports or music. Yeah. So, and then kind of the next thing I want to talk about was like the food. So who has the best food now? They're all pretty similar because they're they're food courts. I mean, they none of them have like signature restaurants or anything like that. Uh, I will say again, Art of Animation has the landscapes of Flavor Food Court, which is kind of uh, the biggest I would say variety of different palettes and different flavor inspired there. So it's not again, it's it's still traditional, but they have. Um, some different spins on things there. Like I think they have more like Asian cuisine and American. It's not just, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs type thing like that. So it is a little bit better. The one knock on them though is they don't have the Mickey waffles there anymore. (laughs) So we have to walk across the pond. So that would be, well, pop century doesn't have the Mickey waffles either. They have the, they have the small like character waffles. Yeah. So over there. So that's my, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's my only knock with with art of animation, but I, I would say I mean I I think any of them I mean maybe just because of a, the little bit more variety of art of animation that is the best food court, but they're really all pretty similar. That I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Yeah, all the food courts there are pretty similar. It's um you know it, the food's decent. Yeah, it's so not as good as in as inside the park. You can't really I, go wrong with I, any of them. Yeah, I was gonna say I mean. I don't know. For me, if 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 you're going to Disney to eat at um, your hotel because you want to go, you're staying at some place that's fancy like the Swan and Dolphin or whatever, and there's nice restaurants in it. That's not really what I'm going for. I'm going to spend time in the parks and then I'll eat my fancy meals inside the parks. If we decide that we want to leave the park, we'll go to like Animal or Animal Kingdom Lodge and we ate at Sanaa. Um, so we, we'll do a little research of the different hotels but you don't have to stay there to eat there basically most people are there for breakfast and that it, it's all pretty similar uh, kind of food options for breakfast at any of the hotels so I, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them from a food perspective i yeah, think just, uh, just go to animal kingdom and eat at tusker house that, yeah yeah that that's a good point do a character breakfast so as far as value goes i think they're all pretty good value I would say the campsites definitely are the best value if you are somebody that likes camping or has an RV and you want to do that just because it is so inexpensive. You can get under that $100. I would say, you know, Art of Animation is the most expensive one, whether you're staying at the suites or not. And probably Pop Century is the one after that. So if you really are looking for 
just kind of based on price and you don't want to do the campsites, I would say that your best value is one of the all-star resorts Yeah, because they, they, they tend to be the cheapest of them and they're not always the same price between the three, which I'm not sure why, but again, they're all kind of interchangeable. It probably just has to do with um, the load of guests yeah, just that there are or and something. Yeah. So I think that that's probably your best value because again, you know, you're, you're going to get uh, a nice room. You're going to have a lot of buses, access to transportation, the food courts are kind of similar across all of these. So you're not really going to be missing out that much if you can save, you know, 50 or $60 a night, that that might be worth it. Because then, like you said, you can go do a nice meal at one of the other hotels, or yeah. you can spend an extra day in the park, or you can buy some extra souvenirs. And so that would be worth it. Get the memory maker or something instead than spending, you know, an extra $50, $60 a night just to stay at Pop Century Art of Animation when you may not be spending a lot of time at your hotel. Now, I will say, kind of caveat that with, if maybe you have young kids that can't do a whole day at the park, and so you go to the park for a little bit in the morning, and then you're coming back and spending time at the pool or kind of relaxing. Then, the Art of Animation. Yeah, then you may, you <laughs> you may want to do pool. that. Yeah, because the blue pool is so nice that it's probably worth it. And the kids are going to be so excited to go under the water and hear music. Right. Yeah. So I think if, if, if that's the case, if you're coming back to your room more and you're spending more time at the resort, having the Skyliner as an option to get back, having the blue pool probably makes art of animation best value. So I guess kind of then ranking overall. So you said art of animation is your favorite so that's what you would rank number one art of animation for me is my favorite because of a couple different reasons i love the theming it's really nice the food court there is nice i really enjoy the proximity of art of animation and pop century to hollywood studio studios and epcot which right now um animal kingdom is definitely a big park right now but epcot when we're going down during food and wine that's going to be where my focus is going to be i want to go there. I want to try all the foods. So the fact that there, those two resorts are closer to Epcot and Hollywood studios, which we're going to star Wars and stuff too. That's right. really nice. It's a really nice convenience factor. Right. Yeah. So, and then the fact that you can take either of the buses, but not necessarily have to do all of the stops that the all-star resorts have to do. It just makes those resorts just that much better for me. Yeah. And, and just to be clear on the, the buses, cause the way we kind of talked about maybe a little bit confusing. You can take the bus to either resort, but the bus doesn't stop at both. Right. It right. stops at one or the other. It's just the fact that they're so close. You they're can, so close you can You walk. can go to the one resort and walk to the other one. It's like a half a mile yeah. or something. Whereas the All-Stars, the buses stop and it's not, at every resort. And you don't have to walk on the road. You are, again, walking across the lake. So you walk through past where the hotel is, walk across the lake, and then you'll walk past, um, walk into the other hotel or toward the other hotel. Right. So you do art of animation first and then kind of what's what's the rest of your list after that? Um, I would probably then do Pop Century. I, I'm not so into the theming at Pop Century. It doesn't appeal to me at all. <laughs> I don't particularly like it. It doesn't feel quintessentially Disney to me, but I still think it is a nice resort and a nice place to stay. And I like the updated rooms. Uh, and then I would love to try that camping, like the the camping resort, like that would the be campsites. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. I would probably actually, if we had the ability to do it, I would probably do that over a Pop Century, even just just for the fun of it. And that one puts you really close to the Magic Kingdom because it's by Fort Wilderness Lodge. Yeah. So I mean, 
I will say that we probably spend the least amount of time in Magic Kingdom of all the parks, but it does give you that advantage if it's a place you want to stay or if you have young kids because Magic Kingdom is really excellent for that. Or you maybe want to go to a late night fire fireworks show. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good reasons to stay there. And then the All-Stars. And I think that they're all pretty comparable. I probably would rather stay at movies, again, because of the theming. Yeah, and, and I have a, a similar list. So I would put Art of Animation uh, as my number one as well. Just, I think, you know, looking at it, it is the newest resort. And I think that kind of shows just based on the theming and the pool and, and the value and the food court is a little bit nicer. Again, it's, I don't think it's so much nicer than all the other ones that that's kind of the make or break of it, but it is a little bit nicer and having the skyliner there. So I would say, you know, art of animation one pop century two, um, like you said, and we've kind of bounced around between the two and it really depends on, you know, which one has the better price for the time we're going. So sometimes, you know, Pop Century is a little bit cheaper, so we'll stay there. Sometimes it's about the same, so we stay at Art of Animation, or Art of Animation is a little bit cheaper. Kind of depends on, you know, what what sales are running or what time of year you go. After that, I would put the All-Star Resorts, just because I'm not <laughs> so much in, into the camping. Like, it's not something that we do a lot, so... I, I wouldn't put that one above any of the all-star resorts. I would want to stay in an actual hotel room beforehand. I, I think Fort Wilderness, I would like to stay probably at the Fort Wilderness Lodge before I would want to yeah. do the, the campgrounds. But I think if you are somebody that, like I said, RVs or camps, then the campsite is, is definitely a good one. And then, yeah, as far as within the all-stars uh, goes, I think I would probably do movies just from a theming perspective and then probably sports and music last. Because um, I think music just, and they have the family suites there and they probably did that one because I think they need something to draw people into that music just because that is the weakest themed, I feel like. It's just, <laughs> there's just guitars and things everywhere. It's not yeah. not really that but great. The sports or, is kind of cool because there are like little fields in right, there. Right. And um, yeah, and they have the different Disney characters. I think there's like a goofy playing something, playing some sport. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah there's, a, but, there's a little bit more in with that one so yeah but i think really across all of them you can't really go wrong so if you're looking for a good value any of these value resorts are really good so when you plan your next trip just kind of seeing which one is is the best price right and i mean and just because these are the value resorts doesn't mean you don't get that disney experience because you still get the value and the the convenience of the transportation you get the extra magic hours in the park you get the early access of fast pass you have the option of the disney dining plan and also um i think that the all-stars have self-parking which they don't even have at the swan and dolphin like that's a that's a pretty good perk if you drove there and yeah you, you're just you know you're close and it gets hot in florida you want you want the most convenient things that you can have or i mean you just want to use your time as best as you can when you're down in a disney park because there's so much to do yeah definitely so i think that that kind of wraps up the show for this week want to thank everybody for listening again you can check us out on facebook or instagram we're at enchanted ears podcast on both make sure you subscribe to us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts leave us a rating or a review everything really helps thanks for lending us your ears yeah thanks everyone and we'll see you here next monday Have a good week. Bye.